0: Hey, everybody. This is Joe Kim from the Deconstructor of Fun podcast. Welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about development on Roblox with four very successful developers on the platform. These are developers who have had very successful titles, including guys like Bereza, who have had three number one hits on Roblox. We're going to be talking to them about what it's like to develop on the platform. What does it take to be successful? What are differences in terms of development on Roblox relative to other platforms, how they feel about monetization, and a bunch of other stuff, as well as what is the future outlook of Roblox, and especially given the upcoming IPO. Anyway, super interesting discussion. You're going to want to check it out, so stay tuned after this short commercial break.
1: I think what's what's become clearer, certainly in the last few years as competition in the game industry has really stepped up, is that there's a fundamental difference between a great game and a great game business. You know, you could be super lucky, you, your game is an instant hit, it's resonating with users, but for when that's not the case, uh, or even when you just want to take your game growth to the next level, that's where we come in. So we've developed a really incredible platform that's designed to make you as powerful and as capable as possible in growing your game. Whether that's growing your game revenue or growing your user base.
2: We all know it. Mobile marketing is going through a paradigm shift. With the industry moving towards a more aggregate way of measuring marketing efforts, Marketers' ability to measure and understand the impact of their marketing investments is further curtailed. AppSlyer, though, is not sitting on the sidelines. The company has set a goal to help their customers and the entire mobile ecosystem to successfully navigate the new era of mobile marketing. And that's where AppSlyer's latest product, the Incrementality Solution, comes to play. It's a product that truly empowers marketers to gain a better understanding of the real value that their marketing efforts hold. AppsFlyer's incrementality solution is built around remarketing. It simplifies the process of designing, executing, and analyzing incremental lift tests at scale, which previously was something that only the biggest players on the market were able to do. With With incrementality, marketers can focus on the end goal of their test without actually having to worry about the heavy lifting that comes with it. To learn more about incrementality and to read the success stories from publishers like Kabam, I suggest you head out to appsliers.com. Hey, welcome, everybody.
0: The focus of I, our I, dis- discussion today will be <laughs> game development on Roblox. And speaking to us on this topic, we have four successful developers on Roblox who can give their real-world experience and perspectives. And with us today, we have, first, Bereza. <laughs> and uh, uh, Andrew, do you want to... Maybe tell, you know, I normally skip intros, but in this case, I think you guys all have super interesting backgrounds and kind of stories. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of the game that you're working on.
1: Sure. Uh, So, my name is Andrew Bresson on Roblox. Uh, I've been on it for over 10 years. Uh, Some of my games are Miner's Haven, uh, Visteria, Azure Mines, and right now I'm working on a project called Build Island. I'm just super interested in sort of creating this really cool physics sandbox where people uh, can make their own experiences with their friends and just have full control over their environment.
0: Great. And next we have Josh DeBoer. Josh, you're driving, so please don't crash into anything while you speak to us. But yeah, if you could give us a little bit about your background, that would be great.
3: The username Artemis the Deer on Roblox, I used to be known as uh, Belsabase, but I changed it because it's impossible to pronounce my username. I've been on the platform since 2007 and I've been developing for over 13 years now. I am currently the co-owner of a project called Vehicle Simulator. And that project has amassed over 575 million play sessions over the space of a couple of years. Nice.
0: And next we have uh, Anne or Maista. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
4: Yeah, I started on Roblox as a player, and then one day my favorite game broke, so I decided to open up Studio and try to recreate it myself for me and my friends. Um, moving forward, when I graduated high school, uh, I decided to take Roblox as a serious career and... This year, I started my first company, Full Flower Studio, and I'm working with two separate teams on a game called Mermaid Life and a game called My Droplets. My Droplets, uh, I think, is about to hit 50 million play sessions so far. Nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And great. And finally, we have Arthur Chusoff. Arthur, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself?
5: Hi, um, I'm Arthur Trusabas. R4 mentioned. I'm Hutu trust on Roblox. Uh, I started on the platform making video games like the rest of y'all. And uh, games I'm known for is Tropics Paradise, which has its own toy. Currently, I'm working on Tycoon Hospital, coming out December of next month. Uh, but I'm mostly known for my UGC stuff. I was one of the first creators in the UGC program. I did some previous contracting work for Roblox, but I believe most of us, I think all of us here did as well. So that's all there is to me.
0: Great, and so I thought we could just jump right in. In terms of the first question I want to ask is really about you know, what is it like for you guys being Roblox developers in terms of like, how do you spend your time? And what does kind of the day-to-day look like? And, and maybe actually starting with you, Arthur?
5: Wow, so uh, it's a very, very flexible job. Um, sometimes it's stable, sometimes it's unstable. You never know. Um, it's always something different every day. Um, that can be a good or bad thing. Uh, it's just a very flexible, expansive career with a lot of room to grow and a lot of places to go and grow there as
0: well. Okay. And what about for you, Anne? And did you actually just jump right into this right after high school?
4: Um, well, I've been a game developer for a while. Okay. I went to college for a year and I decided to drop out because I realized I had all of the tools that I needed to uh have a game developer career. Uh, So yeah, basically my day in the life is managing two different teams. Um, So I kind of feel like I have a bit more structure than like the average solo developer. But definitely, it's really nice being able to kind of set up my own schedule every day and uh, just like work on what I'm passionate about all the time. That's kind of what it's like being a Roblox developer. It's like a lot of passion.
0: And so, and for you, are you more on the management side rather than the development side? So are you more on the, like, managing these teams, working on the design, <laughs> or are you actually coding as well?
4: My job is very chaotic because I'm going back and forth between trying to manage teams, trying to design games, also doing the coding side, also doing uh, the 3D modeling side. It's a everything. lot of work. Got <laughs> it. Everything.
0: All right, and Bereza. And by the way, Andrew, did you start college yet? Or I thought I saw some... Twitter posts about some college stuff or what's going on with you? So uh,
1: I only applied to one school. It was my dream school, the University of Washington, and I was rejected without waitlist. But I appealed and I actually got in on a one in 20 appeal and I went there for a year Uh, and then I took a break to uh, run Visteria uh, and I spent about, I want to say like seven or eight months on that. Uh, and then after that failed, I went back to school and I applied, got rejected, applied again and got into the computer science uh, major at the Paul Allen School. Uh, but All right. right now, again, uh, Roblox is tugging and, and I might have to either take another break uh, from school or uh, follow in other Roblox developers' footsteps and drop out. But I really value my education and I'm learning a lot from it. So it's not, it's not something that I do lately. Got
0: it. And Josh?
3: So I went to school for four years back in, it was like back in 2014, 2015, I graduated high school at 15 and I went ahead and got a full, I got a, by the grace of God, I got a full ride scholarship at my dream school and i completed four years of college there focusing on networking with a major in cybersecurity and the school shut down so i was one degree away from getting my bachelor's degree in information technology and the school shut down because uh, they got sued by the state of illinois so after that um i kind of started working at best buy i hated it there so i quit that i started working on video games full time we launched our project it took off and that's kind of how I got started. In terms of the life though, um, I'm basically the chief cook and bottle washer of the company along with my partner SimBuilder. He's um the CEO of the company, but we both compliment each other and stuff like that. Um It's 24 seven work. I mean, the morning, afternoon, the evening, it's always work for me. I'm always checking my phone about work. I'm always got my laptop on hand. I've always got my, I'm always near my office just in case something goes on. Um, It's a flexible career if you want it to be, but if you really want to thrive and succeed, you got to treat it like a real job. All
0: right. And so maybe we could talk about that. So it kind of sounds like from what I'm hearing from you guys that this is pretty much a full-time thing. Is it's sounds like it's a career for you guys. But in terms of like the, the kind of the perception from some folks outside of Roblox, not knowing a lot about it, is that, hey, this is a platform where some... 13 year old kid can just kinda of jump on, create something, and become a multi-millionaire. And so maybe we could talk about that to, to the degree that is that perception actually true? And for you guys, you know, it sounds like a lot of you are probably in your early twenties. Is this are you guys thinking of this as your career or is this something that you guys are doing part-time and as you work towards something else? And maybe starting again with you, Arthur?
5: Um so the, the perception that uh, you know, a 13-year-old can get on the platform and become an overnight millionaire, it, it, it's an idea. It's It's been thought about all by everyone on the platform. But um, what I've noticed is that the most successful people on the platform have been with the platform for years. So I don't think it can happen immediately. You just have to work and work on it the entire time. And, of course, a lot of people that do this uh, – tend to turn Rolex into their career of sorts. But uh, for me right now, I do Rolex as a a side gig, I guess, well, as a job. I don't expect to be a full career. Um, I'm focusing on school right now. And after that, I wanna go out into the video game industry.
0: Got it. What about you, Ann?
4: It's definitely a full-time career for me. Um, I Sorry, what was like the full question again?
0: (laughs) Well, I think the question is more around whether it can be a career for you and, you know, just how possible is it or in terms of the perception of like young kids being able to just kind of jump on and become multimillionaires.
4: Well, it definitely takes a lot of learning and kind of discovering like what it is about the platform that makes a hit. Um, I don't think it's possible to just like overnight become a millionaire on Roblox. I definitely have been like on the platform for 10 years. Uh, I'm not a millionaire yet, but... I have learned a lot and I feel like if you keep yourself going on the platform and you continue to learn about it, it is possible, but it's definitely not just like a magical, like I'm going to join Roblox and become a millionaire. Just like any YouTuber hops on YouTube is like, Hey, I'm going to have a million subscribers in 10 days. It just doesn't work out that way.
0: Bereza? Yeah,
1: For me, it's a full-time job, sometimes beyond full-time, putting in more hours than I should. It is definitely a source of stress for a lot of people. I think the most common thing, though, now is that Roblox is becoming a sort of microcosm of what people are calling the gig economy. So you only have like a 1,000 people who are actually making enough from the developer exchange directly to pay minimum wage or higher. But you have tons of people, tens of thousands, if not more, who make money by working for Roblox developers, producing assets, uh, you know like, uh, art or music or or other stuff that's useful. Uh, and so a lot of people are able to supplement income, uh, by creating on Roblox and it's the barrier to entry to that is not very high. It's, it's really easy to just jump in and start making stuff.
0: Josh.
3: So in terms of a full-time career, it absolutely is my full-time job. I literally left Best Buy, I closed down my computer repair business, I was running on the side. Um, It's full-time for me. I literally have no other source of income besides Roblox right now. Um, In terms of, I I, I do want to point out the thing about Andrew said about stress. The stress is absolutely real with Roblox. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of heartache. it's a tough career it's definitely not a walk in the park to say the least it's just like a real business you have your ups you have your downs there's definitely some um volatility with the platform too Things can get a little bit hectic at times. You know, you got your ups, you got your ups and downs during the seasons. You know, you can see the seasonal trends. Um, But it's definitely a full-time career for me. In terms of overnight success with millionaires, though, um, I'm a firm believer that if you have the right idea and the right talent, you absolutely could become a millionaire overnight. There's been a lot of breakout games on the platform and stuff with either some veterans. Developers or new developers, but to actually become a millionaire from Roblox is a little bit difficult because the IPO filing of Roblox, I think, said 26 people made over a million back in 2019, to my knowledge. Um, it was something like that. There's only a handful of people that actually make millions from the platform, there's like only three that made more than a couple million per year. Um, I actually taught a Roblox course a while back on how to be intro to Roblox and stuff like that. I worked with an educator. And what I learned is a lot of kids are really talented, like these savants and stuff like that. Um, So I firmly believe if you have the right idea and the right talent and you're 13 and you want to become a millionaire, go for it. And I think it's definitely doable.
5: Oh, that's that's the beauty of being thirteen too. Is is that there's nothing stopping you from <laughs> yeah. just jumping into it. You know, you have the creativity, imagination still growing with you. Yeah,
3: right. Uh, considering um, Roblox's market primarily is younger, um, at least with our game, we have about eight to twelve is our primary demographic. Um, thirteen-year-olds know thirteen-year-olds and younger people best than us. You know, older developers and such. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that.
0: Hey folks we're taking a quick commercial break but we will be right back right after this quick break from square enix montreal catch you soon if you've played Lara croft go hitman sniper or hitman go then you know square enix montreal guess what guys the studio is looking for top talent to create the mobile games of tomorrow today square enix montreal pushes the boundaries of aaa gameplay and stunning design for mobile screens and the team there is working on three new games, including a game with augmented reality features and a game based on an entirely brand new IP. The Montreal-based studio has over 25 open positions, including executive producer, data analyst, and art director. So if you are looking for a new opportunity, you're going to want to visit semmtl.com DOF to find out more. There's a link in the show notes. Check it out. Hey, we're back. Maybe we could now talk about, in order to make a game that would be good enough to become a hit, could you talk about the kind of team that you would need, like in terms of the team size, and is it possible for a single developer versus, for example, Anne, you're saying you're actually managing two teams. Is that what a typical team size be like, and how big, how much experience in order to make a hit? product. And again, go ahead, uh, ahead, Anne.
4: Um, Before I started working with teams that happened very recently, like this year, it's definitely possible for you to like have a career on Roblox, create a game on your own. Uh, My drop list was originally a solo project. I released it on my own. And then this year, I just gave it like a huge update after hiring uh, six people who kind of had their own set of talents to really like bring my idea to life. So it's definitely like you can make a game and be successful as a solo developer. You don't need to have like a huge team, but I definitely see that's where Roblox is going so far. Uh, They definitely like want uh, teams to get bigger. That's what I've noticed. Um, So yeah, I see that's where it's going, but it's possible as a solo developer.
0: Got it. What about, what do you think,
4: Arthur?
5: What was the question again? (laughs)
0: Like what what, what team sizes are difficult to make a hit game?
5: I mean, team sizes always depends on what game you're making. But typically, you want to keep it small, always start it small. I've been with many, many projects that started big and ambitious and ended unambitious at all. Um, You just I think what matters more is the chemistry. Okay. The more connected your team is, the more powerful you can be. Even if it's just you two, you can be more powerful than the team of 20 people. You just got to love the game. You got to love each other. Chemistry is the most important factor. So it's a very dynamic situation. But in my opinion, the best team size is always just start. Emphasis, start small.
0: Okay. And Breza?
5: Well, I think everyone loves to talk about
1: the dynamic duos. You know, Bad CC and Asimo uh, or... Uh, Newfici and Bethink and Adopt Me and Jailbreak are some of the biggest, most profitable games on Roblox. But I think the most common setup for you know games that reach millions uh, millions of users is you have this superstar developer who's really driven with an idea, and people naturally gravitate to that idea, to that energy, and you get just different orbits of people who uh, contribute um, and in different ways. Sometimes they become long term members. Uh, but I- I'm against rigid team structure. I think that things. On Roblox are moving really fast. And you know, there's people who want to work on a bunch of different projects. They have a skill set that is very universally applicable. Uh, As for myself personally, uh, so I I tried having a very rigid team structure with Visteria. I found that I wasn't able to manage that type of organization effectively. But what I have had huge success with is building up a game uh, and then leaving people in charge of that game to keep it running uh, who are very familiar with the project, you know, creatively and analytically. Uh, And it's worked really well with me with Miner's Haven. I left Out of Order Foxy and Talon Midnight in charge of that. They've been running it for years really well. Uh, And I'm trying to do the same with Vesteria right now, uh, empowering uh, some of the team members who stayed behind to finish the game and finish the vision that we started for it.
0: Breza, do you think that that kind of organizational structure that you're talking about so there's like a person with an idea attracting people to kind of form these ad hoc teams do you think that becomes increasingly popular or or, and what percentage of that of those kinds of teams do you think are part of roblox versus the more structured team that you were talking about
1: Uh, I think most teams on Roblox of, of successful games that have already released are not rigidly structured. Um, you know, don't have the traditional uh, you know company roles. It, it, those that structure usually forms after a game has already been released and it needs to be maintained. Uh, yeah. The the structure that you know sort of, if I had to write a recipe to try and make a front page game, uh, having a really strong vision that attracts other people to you and creates that orbit. Uh, it's it's something that's really only possible on Roblox, I think. It's something that's very unique to the platform. Uh, and, and so I think people should take advantage of that flexibility uh, and, and just take advantage of what's available on Roblox.
0: Great.
3: And Josh? So originally when we started off with vehicle simulator, it was that story of the dynamic duo. It was two people. Uh, my boss, SimBuilder, is located in Arizona, and I'm from the Chicagoland area. And we kind of met by fate and we were that dynamic duo. We were the Wonder Twins basically. But we grew our team out significantly because we as we grew, we realized that we need more man and woman power. So our team currently consists of six full-time employees that are salaried, along with about 22 independent contractors that do things from 3D modeling, sound design, um, you know, asset creation, directing. Um, that's the size of our team and stuff. I think it's definitely possible. I've seen it, it about going solo and making it big. There's the developer on Roblox called Kopitas. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, but he made the game called Welcome to Bloxburg, which was an instant success. And to the best of my knowledge, he did that solo for the longest time. And I think he still does go solo. Um, so it's definitely doable. And I think the team dynamic, it's these small close-knit teams that's almost like family. And I really love that about Roblox. Is It's like a homegrown kind of feel it's like a a mom and pop store almost when it comes to running businesses for the most part and i really like that
0: and in terms of like financial outcomes like i know josh you mentioned that based on roblox's s1 filing that there was some mention that 20 some odd people or 20 some odd teams had made over a million dollars but what what is like the in terms of the biggest games, is there any indication of like what the potential financial outcome could become? Uh,
3: the biggest games on Roblox over $3 million a year according to their S1 filing. Um, To the best of my knowledge, they make a lot more than that. Um, I think it's just because when you go up in the ranks of Roblox, they have this thing called the top earning sort. And when you get up in there, it's like the top 30 games and stuff. It becomes exponentially harder to get up on there with the top earning. When we released our game at the time, we hit number two on top earning behind Welcome to Bloxburg. Um, And we were clearing about, about 20 to 30,000 a day, or something like that, I think. Um, but I, I know for a fact the top Roblox devs make millions upon millions per year. So, like when they mention those three developers that made over 3 million, it's beyond 3 million to say the least.
1: It's uh... Actually, don't mean to interrupt or fact check, but I've been reading the S one a lot. Super interested in it, and it's uh, three games that are making over ten million, uh, and I believe it's twenty seven who are making over one million. Yes, and fun fact: David Bazuki, the CEO of Roblox, his total annual compensation is about five million. So I think it's really cool that there are games on Roblox that are out earning the CEO significantly. It's actually uh, four,
5: it's four point five million. There you go. Well, his base salary is <laughs> half a million. If that's so his so his total his compensation total is five million. Yeah, yeah, but that includes his base salary. Mm-hmm.
0: But. Yeah, but I'm sure after after the IPO he'll be with a lot more. But uh, yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, and I think that part of the when we talk about like the compensation to developers, one of the one of the issues that comes up is the revenue split and. For example, another platform very recently kind of came out called Manticore, who were kind of saying, hey, well, we have a 50-50 split, and it seemed to be like, you know, trying to draw attention to Roblox's split, which I believe is 75-25 or 75.5 versus 24.5. And so as Roblox developers, when you when you see that kind of split, when you see the split, for example, even with... Companies like Epic and Tim Sweeney, you know, talking about the split that Apple has, which is thirty percent versus seventy percent for developers. Like, what do you guys? How do you guys interpret that in terms of the revenue split for you guys, which is less favorable than on other platforms? And maybe starting with you, Arthur.
5: Um, about the splits from the other platforms.
0: Well, about the split that Roblox has for you, just given that on a relative basis, some of the other platforms seem to be giving more. Now, uh, you, you know, you can argue that Roblox does more as well, but just wanted to know how you guys feel about that.
5: So I'm not all bothered by the split uh, because, you know, I don't know the internal workings of Roblox. I am not one of their Stanford uh, graduates in finances or economics or accounting, <laughs> like I, I don't, I'm not the smartest guy in the room when it comes to economics. So they probably have some typical justifications for that. Um, but I, I think the reason why other platforms, especially Menticore, are offering the higher splits because they're just starting out. When they come bigger and bigger, they're going to need more of that money back if they want to support their entire player base. You know, Roblox is a billion-dollar company. And they have the smartest people in their staff and they're growing every year. Uh, So I'm not really in the position to say, you know, Roblox should move up their percentage with developers for that and that. I'm just, I just make
0: hats, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So Arthur, for you, you don't mind. What about you, Anne?
4: Uh, I'm also pretty unbothered by it. I feel like there's a lot of benefits to working on Roblox versus other platforms. So um, really when it comes down to it, I feel like I have to do half the work to reach more people than I would if I were working on another platform. Um, So I'm pretty happy with the split right now. I have no issues with it.
0: Okay, Bereza?
1: Um, I think what Anne uh, shit the nail on the head when she said you do half the work on Roblox, Uh, Roblox really does make a lot of things uh, a lot easier for you. Uh, Just like Google's app engine basically took all of the server hosting and network infrastructure stuff out of making an app, uh, Roblox is taking all of that difficulty out of making games. Uh, Although I I do think that developers should get more than 24.5% of the revenue their games generate. Uh, I really like that Core is challenging Roblox with their 50/50 split. Uh, I, I'm not confident yet that Core will be able to seriously compete with Roblox, uh, but I do like what they're doing and I like you know the direction they're going in and their vision. Uh, so it remains to be seen. I, I know that you know 26% of the of the revenue just gets eaten up by companies like Apple, uh, and and that's what concerns me more honestly. Uh, you know, I really want to see. There's a lot of legal fights right now, and a lot of fights in the popular media over Apple's 30% fee and some of their mon- monopolistic practices. And uh, you know, if the good guys, so to speak, win on this one, you know, developers on Roblox could be making a larger share, and developers on other platforms could be making a larger share. So I, I think also, like Arthur said, you know that non-economicist uh, not a money finance person didn't go to Stanford uh, you know I'm sure a lot of really smart thinking went into that percent uh, I personally like am constantly you know doing the competitive analysis does it make sense for me to go to a different platform does it make sense for me to go to unity or core or anywhere else and the answer is pretty much always a resounding no uh, just because of how much additional workload there would be uh, and how much I've already learned how to do on roblox
0: it sounds like your Tim your team Sweeney. Is that am I right on that? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> cool. All right, and Josh?
3: So I love Roblox specifically because as Anne and Andrew nailed it on the head, there's a lot of back-end things that people don't take into account. I did some math for us. Um, with our game vehicle simulator specifically, if my math is correct, it would cost us upwards of ten to twenty thousand dollars a month in order to actually host everyone's player data just because of the sheer size of the player base plus these save profiles. Um, with what roblox has to offer in terms of services and stuff if you do a breakdown of what these services actually cost like hiring moderators legal uh server storage everything like that i think if you were to host on your own platform such as unity or something you'd be looking at a similar take at the end of the day it would be nice to see that, obviously because who doesn't love money but i'm very content with what roblox has to offer
0: got it and so in terms of our next question, I was hoping that you guys as experienced Roblox developers could speak to maybe an audience out there that's interested in, hey, I want to build for Roblox. I want to get involved. So what if you guys could kind of comment on, you know, in terms of how old do you think you need to be, what kind of skills you would need, and then how long does it take to learn the skills that you would need to learn in order to start developing for Roblox? And again, maybe starting with you, Arthur?
5: uh i think you start at the age of 13 because that's when your account on rolex is marked <laughs> above 13 so you can actually use the chat um that's the first thing you, do, you need to establish communication skills in roblox <laughs> but um a- after that eh, realistic sense um you can start whenever to be honest because it's your imagination that's what Roblox powers your imagination um but uh What was the question again? (laughs) 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 Had to make sure to get powering imagination in there.
0: (laughs) The question is, like, what skills do you need to learn, and how long do you think it takes? Okay. Just for, a noob out there. So just just take, like, some 13-year-old kid out there who's like, hey, I want to build for Roblox. What advice would you give that kid? So um, it's never too late to start. Um, Just delve
5: into what interests you the most, like, Try out coding for a little bit. Look at coding tutorials. See if you like building stuff. See if you like being a 3D artist. If you're an artist, definitely do 3D art models, all that good stuff. Um, You just explore. Give a trial run of each department, like UI and UX, 3D art, animations. Animation is really fun, by the way. Um, But you need a lot of patience for that. Um, You you just need to explore what do you like first, and then just delve on that for the years to come. Go to like some small startup in Roblox Give them your skills. Um, maybe do like a internship. Or, do you know we have inter- like groups on Roblox doing internships now? Um, I can't believe we've gone that far. <laughs> but yeah, do some internships or something. Explore that. Practice your skill. It, you, you just spend years on it, much like the real world. And like Josh described it as you treat it as like a real job. That's what it is. So you're never too late to start. Um, it would be preferred we start young.
4: Right. Yeah. Um, I'm actually very passionate about like getting started on Roblox as a new developer. Um, because I feel like personally, I for a long time limited myself heavily on progressing as a Roblox developer. And as soon as I started reaching out to other people, making connections and when I went out and I like reached out to people and learned from their own personal experiences, I was able to get a better grasp on the platform myself. Um, so definitely reach out to people and make connections and don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, because without it, like, you're going to limit yourself so much.
0: Uh, and are you doing internships and as part of one of your teams?
4: Um, I did a few times. I've been an intern at Roblox, uh, three times. And I did one other thing where I got to bring someone in that I was eventually going to make an employee at my company. Uh I got to bring them in on Roblox and they basically worked under Roblox, but still for me. And then at the end of the program, I hired them as my full-time employee. So that has also definitely helped. Uh, Right out of me dropping out of college, I got to be an intern at Roblox. And that definitely helped me stay stable <laughs> uh, while I didn't have a job or I didn't have any money. Um, but yeah. OK.
0: Breza. Uh, well, it
1: depends. If you're super young, just, just do something. Just figure <laughs> out what you can do, do it. Figure out what you can't do, and find people who are similar age, similar skill level to you who can do that. Uh, a lot of times, like I know, there's a lot of resources available online for like learning how to script on Roblox or you know how to make a game on Roblox. But I really do think the easiest way to f- learn it is just by doing it. Set incremental goals for yourself. Like I want to make a part that kills me when I touch it, and I want to figure out how to do this without just copying code from somewhere else. I want to know why that works, and then just incrementally keep giving yourself bigger and bigger goals, and eventually, uh, oops, you're a full-time game developer. That's that's sort of how it happens <laughs> for for most people. Um, if you're under eighteen uh you want to like take advantage of the lower risk and and the lower you know expenses and costs in your life and, and really uh you know, just go out there and commit yourself 100% to trying something, trying a skill like mastering scripting or, or even making your own game. Uh, if you're over 18, it's really exciting because there is a, a lot of experienced developers that are starting to learn how to run businesses and make companies. And at the same time, there's also a lot of outside interests coming in from the game industry and elsewhere who are super interested in getting on Roblox, uh, but haven't really figured out exactly how to do that. Uh, Roblox is a really interesting place that stands out from the rest of the game industry. So there's a huge opportunity for people who are over 18 who have experience in Roblox uh, to find roles in these organizations uh, and help these organizations basically bridge the gap between the Roblox world and the rest of the world. Uh, If you're over 18, I think, you know, focus on finding a cool place to work at related to Roblox uh, because you might you know, be able to turn that into a really good career path.
0: Um, and Bresa, like, what, what's step one? Is it is it basically Lua? Is that the language that people need to learn? Or are, are there any other languages that will be supported in the future? Is that basically it? I know there were talks of, of um, supporting C Sharp or something at some point,
1: but I wouldn't. It, it's Lua or Bust, basically. Roblox is actually um, trying to make their own typed Lua called Lua U, uh, which is a programming language that's brand new to Roblox, as far as I know. Um, and it, it has like strict typing and other cool stuff. Um, that's being rolled out. That's probably going to change the game. It's worth looking into. But if you know Lua, you can figure out Lua, uh, Lua U. Uh, it's backwards compatible. Anything that runs in Lua runs in Lua U. Uh, And, yeah, besides that, I've learned other languages as far as I needed to. I learned Java as far as I needed to make mods in Minecraft. I really wanted to have a command where I spawned a baby piglet, and then I could detonate that pig and have it explode whenever I wanted. So I had ideas that I wanted to do, and I learned Java in order to make that work in Minecraft, but that is the extent to which I learned Java. Um, and, And I approached some other programming languages like that, too. There's always something that I wanted to do, and programming was a means to an end.
0: All right.
3: and Josh, no, so, it's just like Nike's slogan: "Just do it." Um, Age-wise, I mean, just like Lego from nine to ninety-nine, anyone can use Roblox. Honestly, I mean, even if you're young and you, you know, whatever age, anyone can do Roblox. I don't think there should be any stigmatism behind who can do it. Um, in terms of how I learned personally, I did something similar to Andrew of where. Um, I I took other people's code and dissected it and that's how I learned is I'd say okay this line does this this line does that here's what this does here's what that does that's how I learned Um, but in terms of other people learning I would say just literally do it open up studio fiddle around with the buttons break stuff have fun doing it that's the best way to learn And then later on, then you can solidify your focus. If you say, okay, I want to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, or if I want to be specific with this one skill area and stuff, um, you can figure that out later on. But for the moment, just have fun and get used to the tools and stuff like that. That's like the best way to start learning, in my opinion.
0: Uh, And maybe an open question for all of you, like, which, if you guys were to... Highlight like a specific Roblox developer or maybe a a game that you guys think is that people should keep their eye out on. Is there any specific developer or game that people should be watching out for? You know, obviously, besides yourselves, and I'd encourage everyone to to keep an eye on you guys as well. But uh, anyone or any game come to mind?
5: It has to be Adopt Me.
0: (laughs) But But yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, don't want to miss that one. Flies
0: <laughs> really,
1: really low under the
5: radar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs>
0: um,
1: I think that there's a lot of really cool games uh, that are made on Roblox that don't actually get to explode. I think mean, there is a bit of a discoverability issue on Roblox, uh, but it's nothing that's you know different from the wider video games industry. I mean, famously, Among Us uh, was released two years ago, and its release was a complete. Dud, this is a a, a game on Steam and on mobile. This isn't a Roblox game. Uh, And they released it. And then two years later, a streamer started playing it. And it just blew up. And now it's like the biggest gaming sensation of this year. Uh, And everyone in Roblox is trying to recreate Among Us. It, It just started out as this really simple idea, a really good idea. That didn't explode. And unfortunately, this is true on Roblox too. A lot of really good stuff is on Roblox that doesn't explode. I think Roblox is aware of this. I think they're going to try to uh, make this problem better. But there are a lot of uh, diamonds in the rough, hidden gems on Roblox. I think a good game to look out for is Kinetic Code. Uh, it's being made by one of my friends, Scripton. It plays. Uh, it's a first-person shooter that plays really well, uh, similar to Battlefield 4. I never got into first-person shooters on Roblox like Phantom Forces, but I really like this game. And then games that are in the Incubator and Accelerator, I think they canceled the Incubator, but games that are in the Accelerator program at Roblox, uh, just Watch out for the teams making them, the people there. I think there's this really cool sphere of people who have done the accelerator, and you get to meet all the other people who've done the accelerator. Uh, And everyone, basically, who gets into the program is super talented one way or another. And it's just like rolling the dice every time. When are they going to succeed, basically?
0: And is there an Among Us or our Fall Guys on Roblox? Has if people tried to do that? There,
1: well, yeah. there's a lot of uh, <laughs> an analog maybe of something that you know blew up this year. The only thing that really comes to mind is Piggy. Piggy okay. created like a sort of unique social experience for Roblox uh, that really caught on influencers. Um, and I think love it or hate it. YouTubers are a big part of the discovery game on Roblox, so if you can come up with a novel idea that a youtuber would really love to make a video on uh, that's a front you know that's a golden ticket to uh, having a big audience for for your game
0: I see okay so next question, I thought maybe we could talk about what do you like best and what did you not like or what's a your major issue or challenge developing on Roblox. So Arthur, then just to remind you Arthur, the question. Yeah, I know the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <You just laughs> uh, but go for it. What's the question? <laughs> uh, no, <I'm> <laughs>
5: <ten>. <laughs> Please. Okay. Um so it's it's been the talk about this entire podcast. It has to be the amazing support that Rolex gives you. No other platforms are gonna be like, here you go, here's a server here's tons of moderation all for you all for free uh we trust you can make a good game to give us money back no other platform does that rolex does that excellently they have an awesome as uh i believe ann said this they do have to work for you uh that's what we really like about Roblox. it's really easy to get into and really easy to succeed and expand your skills it's a great place to just learn and just keep on learning but with this learning it comes with a risk um you know, Rolex is grown and grown, but it still hasn't grown its security that much. Rolex, you can be financially successful on it, but despite that, I feel like it's not as secure as many other platforms. I would really wish if Rolex could focus on their own security. People would bring up moderation, but I feel like security is a way bigger issue that is underrated right now.
0: Okay. What about you, Ann?
4: Um, this is a hard question because I feel like there's, there's like a lot that's really great about Roblox, and I, I find it really hard for me to like have any issues with it usually. Um, but I definitely agree that security has come up as like a really serious issue on Roblox. I feel like there's, um, a lot of things that we could do to improve the security of like top developers and their accounts. Um, I'm definitely like getting a little bit wary and feel like I need to change my password very often <laughs> on the platform because um there's just like a lot of possibilities of my account getting breached and because it is my full-time career and I make my money off of it uh, it can be really dangerous and I just want to make sure that the platform is a lot safer but beyond that like everything else about Roblox I love for real.
1: <laughs> Brother? Uh what I love about Roblox is that I could spend like three years of my life basically just nonstop complaining about everything that's wrong with Roblox. Uh and you know not destroy my career like i there there are a lot of people at roblox who are super super passionate uh really believe in what the company's doing and really believe in the developers um i think that if it wasn't roblox and it was a different company and and i tried to you know advocate on behalf of developers like i did for a lot of my career i wouldn't have been able to you know actually do anything uh but you know roblox is is flexible and open-minded and really uh you know cares about its developers uh and and so There have obviously been issues. There have been rough patches. Uh, There have been times where I was like, Who the hell is doing this? What you're doing makes no sense. You have to be stupid to do this. Uh, But, you know, as developers, we don't really have a full view of everything that's going on at Roblox. We don't know, you know, what games that they're playing long term uh, to, you know, secure this vision of the metaverse. uh, And they're playing, you know, a different game than we are as game developers. Uh, So in the past, I would have, you know, cited, you know, my chief complaints about the platform, but I think this year has actually been really good. Uh, They've released a lot of really cool features. Roblox is looking better than ever. It's running better than ever. You know, there's security, which is a huge concern. Lots of accounts get stolen on Roblox, even famous developers. There's discoverability. It's really hard to find new games. Uh, But besides that, uh, Roblox gives a lot to love and, and not as much to hate. Got it.
0: Josh?
3: thing as andrew said there's a lot to love about roblox a lot to hate about it but i wouldn't change i wouldn't switch up anything in the world for it honestly it's my favorite platform i mean i could list off all the things i love with it but it's just an amazing platform as a whole um to be frank with you a while back i was going through a very severe um bout of depression and without roblox i wouldn't be here today quite frankly um i i wouldn't be around um, if I didn't met my boss you know sim builder and started this project and had a purpose in life I wouldn't be here so I'm eternally grateful to Roblox for literally saving my life and the one gripe I have about Roblox is game security it seems like things are a little bit lax over there and there's people getting hacked left and right and yeah they have remediation policies in place in order to take care of these issues but still they shouldn't be happening to begin with um And then moderation, too. The moderation team, really, they keep offering vague answers when it comes to stuff, and you can't really get a straight answer out of them. And I get that they have a lot of requests and stuff like that, but it'd be nice to have a little bit more transparency from them about why they made a certain decision and such.
0: Right. And so my next question is around monetization or the way in which as Roblox developers, uh, you know, money is made. And so could you guys speak to, you know, and I'll just leave it as an open question for anyone to jump in on, but what are the primary ways that Roblox developers make money? And do are there things like loot boxes, gotcha, that kind of stuff? And, you know, if, if so, how, how much of that is there in, in Roblox games?
3: So if you don't mind me starting, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I, there's multiple ways for developers to make money on the platform. You have in-game purchases that use Robux. Um, the universal currency on Robo, uh, Roblox is called Robux, and then you can use it for buying items such as um, Arthur's uh, hats, for example, or you could spend it on virtual cosmetic items in a game like Hands My Droplets. Um, the that's the main way, obviously. the main way I find it is the in-app purchases. That's the biggest one for us. You can sell these things called game passes too, which are basically permanent passes that is that you can use, um, You obviously have the loot box mechanics i haven't personally seen gotcha mechanics on roblox but i've definitely seen loot box mechanics i know for some games they're lucrative for some games they're not for our game personally it only accounted for one percent of our revenue so we just ditched it in terms of integrity and stuff like that um But there's plenty of ways for developers to make money, and then, you know, there's contracting gigs, you can work from one developer to another developer, selling UGC items like Arthur does. Um, I know there's sound engineers on the platform, there's plenty of contracting gigs available. The possibilities are limitless in terms of what you can do to earn money on Roblox.
0: So maybe for some of you, the other uh, devs, like what what do people buy in your games, Arthur?
5: Um, uh, I'd just like to add on uh, sure. to Josh. Um, sure. I just had this thought. He was talking about how some people may spend Robux on my cosmetics that I make and put on the catalog or maybe buy something like a virtual uh, in-game cosmetic of someone else's game. And I, I, I realized this when I was playing a Among Us, a game based off of Among Us the other day on Roblox. Um, you could buy their virtual currency and use that virtual currency to customize your character which happens to be my own catalog items put into the game without permission. And um, I think that's just one way to hustle on Roblox, I guess. (laughs) I'd just like to add on to that. But um, I guess when it comes to monetizing your game, give something that your players will want and also need at the same time. I I think for once, you want to reserve that for game passes. For one, in our Tycoon Hospital game, the main focus is managing your hospital, but you can customize it from the ground up as if it's like The Sims or something. However, um, if you want to change the material of your objects or unlock additional colors, uh, there's this game pass that allows you to unlock all of those. But of course, we give you like a small sample piece by giving you like a limited amount of colors to let you experience and see what you could potentially build. In fact, in the main menu, we show it off. Um, because one of the first things you want to show when the person loads up your game is what can they make, what is possible to become in this game. Um, and in that scenario, you can also show game passes, your consequences of the monetization you offer, and that's an incentive you can create.
0: Okay. And maybe for you, Anne and Breza, like what are the main things that people buy in your games or just generally on Roblox that, that you're aware of?
4: Personally, I like to um, give people the ability to customize their experience in the game. That's my main source of monetization. Um, So usually I'll just sell uh, ways for you to personalize like a droplet in your game. You can buy hats for them. You can change their flavors, which is what like makes them what they look like. Um, And then also for their houses in the game, you can just buy virtual furniture and put it in your house. It's really just about like making the experience more personal for you. Uh, But beyond that, I don't personally like to do other kinds of practices. I kind of feel like loot boxes can be a little funny. Um, I feel like there's better ways for you to monetize your game. But yeah, that's kind of how I have done it in the past.
1: I, I second that funny feeling towards loot boxes. Loot boxes were the primary method of monetization in Miners Haven when it first released. It accounted for a majority of its revenue at first, uh, but then I introduced a bunch of really cool membership-style game passes uh, that you know have taken over a little bit. Uh, it's still in the game, but it's it's a minimal part of it now. And I haven't used it in you know my projects after that. Uh, I, I don't like others have said, I, I don't think it's super ethical. And I also don't think it's the most effective way to monetize, right? It has sort of costs and and the value of it's not that great. Uh, this might be a contentious opinion, but I think the best kind of monetization is just the type that lets you pay to get ahead, but not pay, you know, to get content that's strictly unavailable to non-paying players. So think the Clash of Clans style monetization. So uh, on Roblox, we have this problem where a lot of games, especially those with higher skill ceilings, uh, more skilled players, uh, they like to rally against the idea of pay to win monetization, like it's just an evil thing. Uh, but pay to win being like any advantage that you can get by paying money. Uh, but I don't think this is an honest reflection of how the market actually feels. I think most players are totally fine uh, with the idea of others paying to get ahead, You know, as long as they believe that if they put in the time and effort and skill, uh, they can earn their way to the same place. And I think in an effort to avoid pay-to-win, uh, many developers make the mistake of just selling off their game's aesthetic. Uh, you know, making it so that there's a clear visual divide between paying and non-paying players. And I don't think that's an effective form of monetization anymore in, in like this social, you know, digital human co-experience age. Um, and I don't know. I, I think uh, just monetize, just monetizing the aesthetics in your game and just selling cosmetics. Um, can be a bit of a lazy cop out, depending on the game, and it, it might be better at, for social role play. Selling aesthetics is pretty much all you can do, uh, but uh, for a game like an RPG or a tycoon, or, or games that have a clear progression and there's uh, you know social interaction in that progression, people are progressing simultaneously and interacting with each other. Uh, I, I think the best way to go is really just you know pay to skip. Um, I think it's going to be both the most effective and, you know, the most well-received by by actual players, both paying and non-paying. Got
0: it. Uh, So I have one last question and thanks for hanging on with me, but my last question has to do with the growth, right? Which mm-hmm. is that in terms of whether it's emerging trends or how Roblox will grow, whether it's to expand their audience or it seems like Dave bazuki has been talking a lot about metaverse, but in your opinions. How, where do you see the growth in, for the Roblox audience or services? And starting with you, Arthur? It's always me first.
5: Thank you for <laughs> the honor. That window.
0: <laughs>
5: uh, well, um, the metaverse and Roblox, um, the idea of it is like creating a whole social hub, you know, to bring everyone together in a very connected world in which we are already connected with the internet. We just don't really have like a primary social verse in that way i believe that's what rolex wants to become um and for rolex growing you know they're trying to go beyond i guess a game platform you know primary a social platform we just had concerts on roblox you know right. rolox a platform we go play a first-person shooter or a tycoon game had a concert on it the uh, it, the entire like goal of rolex is i guess to be another life on the internet <laughs> like maybe it's a far-fetched idea um, but I think that's where they want to go. They just want to bring the social interaction globally all to Roblox together, uh, and host Roblox is the platform for that. Um, and games are just nothing more but just a, a side thing you can do on Roblox, much, much, much like you can do in real life. In addition to socializing, <laughs> if you're 13 years old and can get
0: past the chat filter, <laughs> Uh, what do you think, Ian?
4: I feel like I agree with Arthur. Um, definitely, games on Roblox can be more experiences and less like just games. Um, and I feel like people are getting like a wide variety of things that they can really do on the platform. Like some of us use it as a career. Some of us use it as a tool to make friends um, and have different experiences and. Be whoever they want to be in a virtual space, uh, especially this year with everyone having to social distance and stay at home. I've noticed that it's been really beneficial for a lot of people to like connect with their friends still and their family just through the platform. So I definitely see it as being more than just a game platform and more of like a way to be social.
5: And, and um, you know, going back to the previous question about was you know best way to monetize, I feel like socially based items is the best way to go. I mean, UGC has been making bank. UGC is where pre- players make their own accessories. Um, it always has been, uh, starting with shirts and T-shirts. It just, it's universal is the best way to describe it. Um, games are games, but having an alpha you can wear everywhere to express your social self on the virtual platform as well is what really sells in Roblox, if you okay. want to monetize
1: I'll second that, even though that's not what the question was about, Uh, because with Visteria, one of the things that we tried to do uh, before I left was uh, we wanted to have these social boosts. You could pay to boost yourself and everyone around you. Uh, we never got around to implementing that. but uh, if you want if you want to implement boosters in your game and you want to make it more fair and more social and more fun, uh, having it you know actually have an effect in the world and affect the people around you uh, is a really cool idea to try for like RPGs or other similar games. And Andrew and then, or- and then on the actual question that was asked um, on Roblox's growth, uh, so, Dave uh, has been going around for a while talking about the metaverse, and for the last two years, I was super skeptical of it. I was like, "Be real, this is a Lego game." Not really, but you know, be real, be reasonable, uh, focus on you know the the realistic stuff, not the ten year out. Uh, but I've really seen a shift in my thinking this year, especially as I've seen how the wider market is reacting to Roblox's IPO uh, and uh, the Little Nas X concert was probably the moment where like just a switch flipped in my head, where I was like, "Oh, they're totally right!" Like uh, the the it, it was just the right combination of immersive. I, I've never been in an online experience like that where you know the way Little Nas X's avatar was just dancing and moving around so fluidly, and at the end he had a Santa costume and it was reflective, and it just it just looked so cool, and the experience was so immersive. Uh, I don't know what the metaverse is. I don't think anyone has a clear. Everyone has their own idea. The simplest is just, you know, ready player one. Uh, but if there is an idea of the metaverse, uh, it's whoever gets to it first is going to have massive growth opportunities, massive scale. Uh, and just looking at all the, looking at the competitive landscape, looking at all the companies uh, in the world today, I don't think anyone has a shot but roblox and i think roblox is a real shot and i think there's still potential for big growth uh big improvements on social features and just a lot of unexplored potential and a lot of potential to surprise people still i think
5: so we'll have to see the concert was very surprising like it was well done yes
0: okay josh take us home here
3: with andrew on the definition of the whole metaverse thing i think it's in the eye of the beholder um my boss has a definition of metaverse david nazuki has a, a vision of what his metaverse is i don't think there's like a really solidified definition i tried looking it up on wikipedia earlier today but that's obviously crowdsourced so that's someone's view and stuff like that um so I think mainly focusing on how Roblox is going to grow. I think branching out to the more mature audiences would be the number one thing they can do, because yeah, kids spend their parents' money, but grown, you know, men and women obviously they spend money too. Um, a good example of a mature game on Roblox is called Phantom Forces, and it's like um, inspired by Call of Duty, and it's very, it's 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 beautifully executed overall, and it's it's great it's geared towards young you know young adults obviously and then adults alike but roblox has already grown in terms of their audience i've had grown men approach me at gas stations and be like oh my gosh you're the guy who made vehicle simulator i've had little kids approach me before and be like oh my gosh you're the guy who made vehicle simulator because they recognize me and stuff like that Um, But I think the number one thing Roblox can do is obviously branch out, first of all, make their game more accessible. Like if they were to launch on PlayStation or Nintendo Switch, that'd be great. Obviously we already have Xbox and mobile and stuff like that. But it would be great if they would start allowing a little bit some more mature games and stuff and mature themes overall. I think that would be the biggest way they can grow. And then bringing in new players via these events, like the Lil Nas X concert, um, that brought in so many players, like 40 million play sessions. It was as big, if not bigger, than the Travis Scott Fortnite event. Um, I really think that's another good way to bring in players and stuff of it, or you can just have them with friends and stuff like that.
0: So okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's all the questions that I have. So maybe in terms of like final words, if you have any final advice, and then to to our audience, and if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they get in touch with you? Uh, and again, sorry, Arthur, starting with you.
5: <laughs> no, I'm just messed with you. Um, Some more advice: if you starting on Rolex or anywhere, be passionate about it. Because you know, I wanted to become a mechanical engineer when I was growing up because I thought that stuff was cool. I thought cars were cool. And then my very Russian father was like, Yeah, um, you know, you can like cars, you can look at them, but can you like do you have the guts, the passion to make them just as much as you like them, you know? And the same applies to like game development and Roblox. You know, I've seen this many times where I'm passionate developers try to make a profitable game for money only. Um, it always fails and never comes to fruition so always always be passionate about what you're doing here you don't have to do rolex because you want the money from it you can find that in any other field easily do rolex if you like making games if you want to make games and that's all i could give you just be passionate and best way to uh, reach me if you want more life advice on being developer in Roblox. <laughs> i'll be your rolex coach i guess uh <laughs> Is just reach me out on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is the best way to get me. It's at Trusty Trust T R U S. That's all, all the advice. All be passionate. Yeah, right. be passionate. That's all I could give you.
0: And Anne, and do you have any internships, Anne?
4: Um, not personally, <laughs> but I I have to agree with what Arthur said. Like, it's not always about earning money. It's about like having something that you're really passionate about. In bringing it to life and the money part of it is nice and it definitely is a tool to help you do things that you are passionate about but it's not always about it so if you're going to be a roblox developer do it because you want to share experiences with the world
0: great and is there a good way for people to reach out to you
4: also twitter (laughs) yeah
0: all right um brezza uh
1: well, I think it's a really simple way of saying it is just uh, don't do it for the money, do it for the passion. But that's also not a very realistic saying. So I think a better way to rephrase that is just that uh, your end goal can't just be money. Like You have to have a solid vision that drives you. Uh, you need to have cohesion between your team, not in structure, but in shared ideals and, and uh, shared things that you want to see you know, in this world that aren't in this world yet. That's how good games get made. And if you make a good game, then the money will come. It's, it's when your end goal is just money. Uh, it, it's very obvious to people who play the game or, or see what's going on. I, I've seen some you know companies try to get on Roblox. And it's obvious when a game doesn't have that spark, doesn't have that vision. So if you do have that spark, if you do have that passion, uh, on Roblox, that's really more valuable than anything else. And it's about figuring out how to make something out of that. Um, Besides that, uh, this has been super fun podcast. Love talking about Roblox. If you want to reach me, unfortunately, I deleted my Twitter account a couple days ago, huh. uh, and I probably am not going to reinstate it. Uh, I'm not a fan of Twitter. I'll just say that now. Yes, I don't like how divisive it is. I don't like what it does to people. I don't like what it's done to me. Uh, and I mainly just used to complain about Roblox. Uh, <laughs> so given that my complaints have dried up, I figured I don't need a Twitter account anymore. Uh, you guys can reach me on my email. It's just Andrew at bear.gg, B-E-R, pretty straightforward to remember. Uh, You can just Google me and my website will come up or something. Uh, Super happy to talk more about Roblox.
0: Great. Josh?
3: I agree with what everyone else has said. The number one thing I'd give advice is don't get discouraged. It's really easy to get discouraged when you you look at all this interface and all the tools and APIs that are to you. It's easy to get discouraged in this giant wave of information that you have to process. But take it one step at a time. Don't come into Roblox because you want to become a millionaire. Do it because you have an idea and want to be passionate about it. I came onto Roblox because I'm on the autistic spectrum and I've always had trouble with creative mediums. I can't draw. I can't paint. I can't 3D model. I, I can't do any of that. But I'm able to paint with words via programming and that's how I make my visions become a reality along with my boss. um we did it just for fun originally i was i was making a couple hundred dollars a month working on this video game at the time and then it just kind of blew up so do what you love and then the money will come naturally so that's kind of my advice you can also reach me by the way on twitter i know andrew hates twitter but uh, my twitter handle is artemis rbx so that's A R T. T E M I S R B X. And then you can also reach me via email. Uh, it's my old username. It's B E L Z E B A S S at Summit, S U M M I T, studios, S T U D I O S, games.com.
0: All right, cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time and all of the insights about Roblox. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Thanks.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much for the
0: podcast. This was fun. Bye. (laughs)